You're listening to Brigade Radio 1. Welcome to the Antisocial Show. Tyson's actually being like laid back tonight. He's actually like you know he's usually crazy when we have guests on the show. So it's like it's all him. He's like, I'm I'm talking you up, my brother. I love. I you. mean, I am. Right. Yeah, I'm crazy. <laughs> Sorry, that's a reference he's to Spencer crazy. from Harmontown. He's crazy. Well, I certainly would. If we've learned anything from Davy and Denton Jabs, if I've learned anything, apparently I'm a Mike Hog. So. Glad I could help. Oh, are you kidding me? I'm having fucking fun tonight. It is a great time. I mean, I hope we don't. I mean, I don't want to keep you too long. So you let us know what kind of you know uh, what kind of um, you know schedule. It's only twelve fifty nine in the a.m. here, yeah, based on the atomic clock. We're at the same time. Uh, yeah, so we're in the same time yeah, zone. You fucking Californians. Yes, 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 indeed. So, Ed, what state are you born in? Yes, yes. I was born in southern Indiana. One of my old hacky jokes is I was born on the shores of the Ohio River and hillbilly country. Literally, you'd look across the river and see Kentucky. They made me move away when I was 14 because I wouldn't marry a cousin. <laughs> but, I, but I had a good-looking sister, and I thought I could do better. Nice. There you go. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, literally. I mean, now it's all gambling boats and it's changed. Yeah, I took Brad back this summer and to see my mom. And, um, uh, yeah. yeah, it was good for her to see him and him to see her and blah, blah, blah. But, yeah, let's not get back into that too much. It's like, I don't give up. What you say, pal? All right. <laughs> is, is, it was fun. Like we had a good time, and he loved the water park and the water slides. What's funny is he's very touchy. He doesn't like roller coasters. And Kings Island in Cincinnati, there is a big roller coaster park, which is great. I love roller coasters. He doesn't. He likes simulation rides. He loved all the Harry Potter rides at Universal because <laughs> he's huge on the Harry Potter books and they're just like roller coasters but they're simulated and they've got video <laughs> screens and you move around Oh, okay. it feels it's insane. you feel like you're flying through shit. Like, like you're like doing star Quidditch or something. like right. you're doing Quidditch yeah like Star Tours and he did Star <clears throat> Tours rides when we were at Disney you know he what did, you need to do he just doesn't like when you see the tracks and the big coat he loved all the um, cars 
themed roller coasters at Disney. Oh, cool. In what used to be yeah. California Land at Disneyland. Um, so, the, yeah, there's like a Radiator Springs racetrack roller coaster ride. Nip. He loved that because it's a he, Disney he loves, ride. I still need to he see He loves cars. Harry Potter. He what? He, he loves, loves Harry Potter. Potter. Right? That, yeah, yeah, yeah. He loves Harry Potter. He doesn't like Jurassic Park, though. He does really? not like Jurassic Park themed well, rides. You have like your own pad though, over there, right? Here, yeah. Yeah, bring him over there and let him have like a fucking Harry Potter. Uh, he does. I already bought him one of the Harry Potter novels last week, dude. And yeah, I said, "We'll keep this one the, here, Dad." Which buy one? all the movies? Let, let him have a party. We've already got all the movies. We, dude. <laughs> let him have a party. Let him watch. Like, let him invite like a bunch. Oh, of he does. We already do that. That's every fucking weekend with Ed. <laughs> it, it, it's it's the high life. It's it's. It's it's dad. it's life plus. <laughs> You're a good dad, dude. Um, but let him have a fucking party. Let him like you know invite people over and have like a fucking Harry Potter movie like a marathon. Watch all the fucking movies. Well, we take out like group. I go out and I'll meet his friends and we'll go bowling as groups and shit like that. I love bowling, which is tough to do because a lot of the other parents won't get together. Really? Well. Because it's too much of a hassle for them, some of them. Mm. So, yeah. They're fired. Parents get lazy. It's life. It happens. There are some parents you learn to count on and that they want to get their kids out and understand it's about making your kids social and exist in the real fucking world. Right. You know? And uh, there are other parents that don't get it. It's easier to just stay home. Mm. It You know, it's less work. <laughs> it's frustrating. They're fired because <laughs> Brad's a social dude. He's a totally social dude. So he hates like summer. He hates when school's out because that's his main social construct is the school system right now, which ends this year. It's his last year. Oh yeah, of it. Okay, but he does work. He likes working at like Seton Hospital last year. He would deliver mail, and he enjoyed that. So that's great. You know, it's just a matter of finding the right place after. It's just, it's so important this to stuff. like whatever you do. It is so important. It, you know. Well, he's a social guy. He likes making people happy, and he's totally fucking empathetic. He's just good with people. He makes people happy. So yeah, like a hospital environment or a place like that is a good environment for him. Good. So good. he's a pivot. He's a cool dude, yeah, and yeah. Like when we were in, <laughs> when we were in the water park, he was totally macking on all the uh, teen girls that were cute and saying, "Oh, she uh-huh. looks scared, Dad. I got to give her a hug." <laughs> it's an interesting tactic. He could teach me, he yeah. could teach me like a couple of you know traits. Uh, you know, uh, you know, points. hugs or you know, he totally knows how to play up his what people think he is. He knows how he knows how to play people's uh, perspective of him against them nice. to like hug on cute women and and I'll totally call Why him on it when we walk away I don't call him on it in front of the women but when we're later we're walking like when I was with my brother and we were at the water park I was like dude I totally you're totally totally macking on those girls mm-hmm. <laughs> and he busted out laughing he was like yeah <laughs> Guilty. Gotta watch. But it was. It's appropriate. Mm-hmm. 
Gotta watch out. He's a good-looking dude, and you're gonna be a granddad, dude. Promise you. Well, I've already I've already not I've already lasted longer than my mother. Okay. (laughs) Based on trips around this sun, as far as uh, not becoming a grandparent, dude. My brother's like 45 years old, and he's already a fucking grandfather, so. My sister isn't. My brother isn't. Neither am I. But, yeah, my mom, yeah, because of me, became a grandparent when I was uh, 18. <laughs> <laughs> but, as I said, um, rhythm method does not work. <laughs> does that mean, like, pull out before you... Wrap that rascal. That's the tip Ed is trying to say to the listeners of the show. I mean, be as antisocial as you want. Don't spread random sperm and venereal disease about the universe. You can be totally cool and not do those things. Just <laughs> buy, a, buy a sheath. Buy the thinnest, most, most sheer, most, most sharpest sheath. You could even buy a sheath which would stimulate and heighten your partner's enjoyment and stimulation. I believe Tyson knows what I'm talking about. And knowing is half the battle. Well, shit, dude. Tyson's fucking married. Like, he doesn't have to fucking use condoms. But Tyson is a Protestant. He doesn't believe every time he has sexual congress with his spouse that he has to procreate like a member of the Holy Catholic Church. <laughs> Although, to be honest, I should probably start procreating very soon. That's a very old Monty Python bit. Sorry. Oh, no, it's fine. No, it's, Isn't it uh, the meaning of life? Meaning of life is what it showed up in, yeah. But it was also on the old original. Oh, was it? Oh, uh, that's nice. Thanks. I did actually... Wait a you know, second. Oh, sorry, go ahead. Yeah. Wait a Tyson's like 42 years old, and I'm like... Fucking 36, 30. Yep. I think we both. 31. I think we both need to fucking procreate at this fucking point. Well, yeah. uh, and semi and mathematically, I've already done my part and spread my dominant seed through two genetic <clears throat> partners. Good on you. <laughs> I must uh, must excuse myself for a moment, but I shall be right back. Please continue the conversation. Uh, I shall be with you shortly. I used to live rebroadcast my shows on YouTube. Really? Yeah. Total shit. Because it was before it was edited. Believe me, everything needs some editing. Oh, yeah. This is definitely an interesting episode. Well, you know, paranoia, good indica, Mm -hmm. bourbon. This isn't my favorite bourbon. It's a maker's mark. I'd prefer wild turkey rare breed, uh, which is a far better, smoother bourbon. Hundred hundred and ten proof, I think. But um Maker's Mark's okay in a pinch. Now, is this like um different uh than when you're on Strange Times? No. No? Ed's always Ed. I'm this way off the air too, which is obviously problematic. Unless you're open minded. I mean I can hold it together in a professional situation if a chick wants to show me off and so forth. But uh, yeah, uh, yeah. I'm just not. I'm also. But yeah, I've learned some lessons going. Th- I was married 22.66 years. Again, I minored in math. Nice, nice. And and I was married to a Jewish woman, so you tend to notice those kinds of things. Ooh. But um, down to very specific points. But I digress. Um, 
so you learn things through life. You move along. And, yeah, I went through a semi-long – you know, I, I went through a six-month relationship with a very lovely woman. And if I wanted to pimp myself out, she had a beautiful apartment, had a ton of money, and was an executive at a very well-known big company. Oh, and she loved me to death, but she was – very passive aggressive and did some weird shit and blamed it on a medical condition she had. And like so, yeah, I wasn't going to, she's a type one diabetic, but, um, she also refused to get an insulin pump, even though she's Ooh. in an industry that makes insulin pumps and she knows better. Right. So she would have, you know, big highs and lows and weird reactions and do odd, weird things. And, um, yeah. And I just got done with it. And I broke up with her, and yeah, she kind of you know, wigged out. But again, I'm not going to invest 22.66 years, or 25, really, 22.66 years, legally bound uh, by in Congress in uh, the United States of America. <laughs> the United States of America, all hell, well, they'll do it. In multiple just- state jurisdictions. Now, just remember, we, we are owned by Russia now, okay? Owned. Yes, owned. Bum, 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 laugh it up and oops a daisy, yabba dabba, hoo, hoo, ha. Hello. Hello. Welcome back, Tyson. Hello. Thank you for having me back. What did I miss? How was your stream, Tyson? Uh, thank <laughs> Somewhere between It's important at our age. Was it straight or did you have that split thing? Oh, no. Which was... after sex is normal, but every other time it's not a good thing. Or well, actually, you know what's weird? As you age. <laughs> you know what's weird? Straight. Hunter, shut the fuck up. I want to hear about Tyson's stream. <laughs> How was your stream, Tyson? Oh, uh, it was fine. Well, uh, you know what's weird about this whole episode is the fact that, you know, Tyson never actually, like, excuses himself to like step away it's usually like i'm the one that does that it's been a weird episode so it's like it's enjoyment actually because it's been a weird episode so has it well yeah i mean it's been like weird as far as like you know i'm never on my phone i'm usually like on the computer in my studio with headphones the proper mic all that shit but um, yeah, and usually, like fucking whole, totally fucking soundproof too. You know, like walls right. and because it's a studio. Like, and what I found interesting was as we were talking uh, before the show, you were telling me that um, Tyson was having problems connecting, right. and then Tyson and I connected on Skype, and Tyson told me you were having problems connecting. I said, <laughs> I said, huh? It's like it, 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 it's like my second marriage all over again. Misconnections. <laughs> Uh-oh, you broke Hunter. <laughs> oh, fuck me. Oh, fuck my life. No, it, it, it was a connection problem at first. So, I was lying. So, uh, I'm sure it was. Not, not, everyone, not everyone is a geek and pays for the extra <laughs> bandwidth like I do. <laughs> Which is kind of funny to me because I don't have cable or anything. I stream everything. So I do Amazon Prime and uh, HBO Now and PlayStation View for local channels because my digital antenna doesn't work here on the coast oh. where I see the sunset over the Pacific Ocean every night nice. over my deck. Oh. But I'm not complaining about it. I'll pay the extra money. 
So uh, you mentioned the PlayStation Four. Do you, you have a play? You have a PlayStation Four. Is that your PS Four? Is that your console of choice? Yes, it is. As far as consoles go, well, one reason is um, I like the controller better, and Brad has smaller hands, and so it was always a better system for him. But also, I played on the Xbox in multiple variations, and actually, I've worked for a startup run by one of the original designers of the original Xbox. And him and I sat there one day, and I totally ripped him a new asshole about the hand uh, <laughs> controller on the uh, Xbox One and the Xbox 360. Uh, so, yeah. What <laughs> I have very strong opinions about console uh, systems. Is it a bigger – it, it's a bigger – uh, are you saying it's a, it's a, it's a harder-to-wield console? It's a huge fucking wield, un, unwieldy con, uh hand uh, system okay. for a console system it's bigger the fucking um, the buttons are far too far apart for a thumb based system huh. um, and I don't like their trigger system uh, PlayStation since I, their, their hand held their controllers have not uh, and changed hardly at all since PS2 that was my last PS they, console they nailed it with that, that hand, it's the perfect size, and it's good for me as an old man. I have smaller fingers. That's why I could never play the guitar or the piano or anything cool, which would help me get laid uh, musically. I had to use my voice. I used to sing like an angel before the arm, but anyway, that's I'm diverting. Uh, back to game systems. Uh, the, the PlayStation Four was also way better. Uh, for Brad, he's got smaller hands uh, as a special needs person with Down syndrome, and he just took to it like a duck to water. I mean, Brad's been using computers since he was two and a half or three. Cool. You know, but, you know and it, it's a good learning system for special needs people. Computers have an infinite patience, and it'll do repetition. Have you, uh, you know, yeah. Are you familiar with um, uh, Ben Heck? Um, he's a he mods. Sounds uh, He's a guy who modifies uh, existing uh, bits of console hardware for um, special cases. Like he he took an Xbox 360 guts and put it inside a laptop. So it was basically a, a laptop version of an Xbox 360. Things like this. He built a Bill Paxton themed pinball machine. <laughs> but 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 um. I love Bill Paxton. Near Dark is a great movie. Oh, great yeah. great Bill Paxton. That, I, I have one I need of my to see that one again. I haven't seen that in many years, but that was a good one. It's one of my, one of the best vampire movies ever, too. And so different Near dark. than than like uh, yeah. And it also had that good looking blonde from uh, Pink Floyd the Bull. Um, and uh, Lance Henriksen. Oh gosh, yeah, Lance Henriksen. One of the one of the, he, he, I I just saw. Him. I mean, I just I don't mean I he, just, but I just remembered that I recognized him in um, Dark Day Afternoon when. <laughs> well, he's in the original Terminator. Oh sure, yeah. Yeah, and uh, yeah, he's been in tons of movies. Fucking great character actor. Yeah, yeah so yep. yeah, so so fun to watch. Catherine yeah. Bigelow directed Near Dark. Yeah, who used to be married to James Cameron, that's and right. that's why she used a lot of the same actors that James Cameron used in um, Terminator. Jeanette McDonald, I think, was one of them. Wrong. Cat. Uh, yeah. The well. Yeah, and you know what's the blonde chick, the blonde female vampire chick in that movie, oh, uh, is uh, plays an Irish chick in uh, Titanic. Yeah, yeah, it's Jeanette McDonald. Wrong. She played Chavez right? in uh, Aliens. That's wrong. Yeah, 
or yeah. Chavez. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Chavez. Vasquez. Yeah, Vasquez. Correct. Go, go, Gonzalez. Yeah, it was Vasquez. Yeah, she plays a, she plays a Hispanic. Vasquez. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Vasquez. She plays a Hispanic. Actually, I was reading a thing just last week about that. Yeah, about yeah, her playing Vasquez. Also, with but Bill Cameron Baxter. likes to use the same Bill Paxton, and he likes to use certain actors because he knew they could do what he wanted. Yeah, it's it's, it's and, pretty cool. Yeah, that's why I'm kind of looking. I'm looking forward to the new Blade Runner movie. I too, actually, because yeah. Ridley Scott's got a good hand in it, and I haven't seen the latest Alien Covenant yet. Don't ruin it for me. I haven't either yet, but I know some of the concept stuff of it. Uh, I I didn't mind the last one, Prometheus, too yeah, much. I understood fun. what it was all about. A lot of people complained about it and didn't get it when it first came out. But, you know, I watched The Big Lebowski in the theater in 1998 right. and went back and watched it four more times. That's cool. Yeah. I mean, I totally understood the dude and the whole ethos That's funny. before it became a cult thing. So everyone else basically are just fair weather dudes, in my opinion. But uh, <laughs> as, far, as far as fans of but, oh, fair weather, yeah, fair I'm just joking about the Big Lebowski and its cult fandom. Now <laughs> I love it. I love that people get it. I mean, I'm a dudist priest, literally. I signed up with the, the Church of the Latter Day Dude. I'm marrying my cousin in November. I'm sorry, let me rephrase. I'm officiating at my cousin's wedding in November. Yeah. No, you're back to your cousin. To pervert. So, uh, <laughs> do you ever watch um there's this uh do you, do you ever watch podcasts wait, on wait, YouTube? You're you're uh Yeah, I'll flip around sometimes. What are you talking about, Tyson? Getting Doug with High, Doug Benson's podcast. I love that, and I actually know um the guy who does the magic on his show. He okay. follows me on Twitter. Yeah, Gabe's a friend of mine on Twitter. Oh, that's and, cool. Uh, yeah, I know. I've met Doug a couple times. They have that bowling pin. You can do marriages. I have varied opinions about Doug, and I honestly think it's based on what Doug's experienced right before he's met me. So I'm not going to judge him on that because he's under a lot of shit, I'm sure. I imagine. They have a bowling <laughs> pin that they call the Lebowski that's a pipe on the table there. So that's, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's yeah. the connection there. Yeah. You can do marriages, dude. Huh? You can do marriages? You can like marry. I can people? wed people legally. Yes. Cool. I have. I bought. I, I spent the extra money when I registered to become a Dudist priest on oh. uh, line. Uh, I spent the extra money to get what are called papers, uh, which state you are registered in in good standing, so you can legally marry people within state jurisdictions. Cool. Ooh. I, I I was the uh, did the Universal Life Church many years ago. So yeah, same kind. Same. I never thing. knew that. Just, it's just based yeah. on it's based on the Big Lebowski, which the Big Lebowski, if you look at it at its base, is really just Taoism wrapped in a fucking hippie culture. That's all. It is. That's interesting. So, like Tyson, you can do marriages, right? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That's why. That's what the. That's what the Rev in Rev T twenty three is. Is I'm 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 a reverend with the Universal Life Church. I've never fucking knew that. Well, I mean, it's not like it comes up. I, you know, I don't, I don't, I'm not very, you know, rock star about it. <laughs> just, sort of, just sort of there on, you know, and it's, but it, yeah, I don't really advertise my services, but I will on occasion say as a joke, you know, I can marry you as long as we're within 50 pins length of a wet jump, wet bar for a nominal fee. 
<laughs> I like the I like the take on it that that's that that uh, I like that that's the, the Lebowski theme that's pretty cool. That's what fucking Rev T twenty fucking three stands for. Yeah, the 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 Rev is for Reverend. The T is for me. The twenty three is for the Enigma. The Enigma twenty three. It's too bad your entire audience can't see the light bulb going off over your head, Hunter. Exactly. <laughs> It, it's fucking epic. It's like it, it's like watching a child figure out that they can masturbate. <laughs> That's great. Uh, that that one hit me in a couple of layers. Whereas, <laughs> that was like a seven layer dip uh, of wrong. Well, I come at it from a different perspective too. I mean, that was funny. you know, <laughs> with any child, you'd be kind of happy. Okay, they've figured it out and good for them now let's just teach them how to hide it like oh. a decent person oh yeah, yeah, uh, yeah but you know special needs kids you're even prouder because you're like okay well this is gonna help to do now you've got to really fucking figure out what what do i do here <laughs> yeah uh, yeah i mean I'm uh, not making sex or sexuality a dirty thing. So, yeah, very weird concept. Let's move along. <laughs> oh, okay. I was I was going to, but yeah, Parenthood. Uh, Ask a question. Go ahead. The movie. Go ahead. Yeah, with, the movie. With the Ron Howard movie. With, when the, there's that great scene where uh, Keanu Reeves talks to the kid and it, like, helps him. And it also helps prove to the mother that he's not he, that he's not useless. Basically, not a sociopath. <laughs> yeah. Oh they, yeah, both of them aren't sociopaths and lost. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's a nice well, moment. It's like you know. a little dude. He likes spank the monkey. How do I say? It? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Whatever. You know. So we just you know that's what little dudes do. You know. It's like, anyway. <laughs> and that was Joaquin Phoenix when he was so called. <laughs> yeah. Ah. Yeah. 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 Random trivia. That's not that. No, random. there's great in that. No, actually, now that I think about it, random trivia would have been like a golf ball has 366 dimples because it didn't have anything to do with the movie Parenthood. But if we're going by the actual, you know, definition of the word random, or something closer to it at least. Ready for Halloween? Well, it doesn't have to be Halloween for you to be ready for this. The Combat Radio two disc Halloween albums featuring many of our epic regulars. Musicians, songs, and haunted audio tales. All there for you anytime you want it. You want Halloween in August? You want it in May? You want it in April? Get it. Go to CD Baby, enter Combat Radio Halloween, and get yourself hooked up with some haunted awesomeness today. Um, question. Have, uh, Mr. Ed Wellick, sir. Uh-oh. What? Still here? Yeah. <laughs> But the, I, I, well, Hunter isn't, and I heard a strange grunting noise, and I'm hoping he's okay. Hunter, he's, he, turned here. Out, he turned out the camera to masturbate. Don't don't hassle the dude. Okay. Just let him go. My bad. Um, have, have you, by any chance, had the had the uh, the misfortune to listen to our program before? At any, any I did listen to some parts la, um, in April. Hunter and I were talking one late night. Um, when I was messing around and exhilarating in my uh, newfound apartment and not living in, out of a tent or a Airbnb, yeah, uh, which was all good too, ultimately. But yeah, yeah, I thought I, so. I did listen to some. I enjoyed it. Oh, that's good. And I was actually I didn't realize because I talked to Hunter via uh, Davian and uh, Strange Times, so that's how I met Hunter. 
orally. And uh, then we talked that night, and then I did listen to some, and yes, I enjoyed it. Um, okay, well, I'm, I'm glad to hear that. I, I wonder if you had uh, come across any... I was surprised to hear that you were doing a show, because I hadn't realized you were actually doing a show where you were on the air. Oh, 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 as opposed to just getting clips. The first for, times, yeah, I had heard your name was when you were pulling clips for Mark. Um, and Mark would talk. And then we did, an, we did an episode together. He had me on the show, and I pulled some special clips for that. Um, or ones that were Yeah, like, but see, you never pulled my clips, so I didn't listen to most of those shows. Ah, well, he, yeah, I listened. Ah, what the fuck, dude? I mean, you could have said, oh, this is an oldie getting. We could, we could really use this guy. You could have given me some kind of encouragement to come back Tyson I mean you were there all along that's a good point I was in strife emotionally and screaming (laughs) screaming to the universe I'm sure we must have mentioned you Uh, 140 uh, keystrokes um you're you've uh, (laughs) I camp and brought me coffee and then the next time when I made him coffee and he hiked I gotta give the man props he hiked three miles round trip and came and had coffee with me at six o'clock in the morning at a really remote camp in the Marin headlands one morning, mm-hmm. but I made him kick out press coffee. Mark Hershon. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I was camping in the Marin headlands. I posted all this shit on Twitter and Facebook, dude, when I was, when I was going through the bullshit, but yeah, camping and boondocking pulled me out of being way too dark. <laughs> I'm gonna have to go. I'm gonna have to go back through through and uh, and uh, you know uh, experience that. Mark Hershon is fucking truly. Oh, the dude. He's the podcast. He's the podfather. He's the, he rocks. He's. I mean, I love Mark. He's always been very nice to me. Yep. He's a, he's a dude. <laughs> um. So you. So your show was featured on episode twenty three. Um. Of Succotash. Uh, it was a show called Dana Carvey Returns with Backup. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, that was before you, though. That was way before me. Uh, well before my me. point. My point is, you never pulled any of my shows, so that really shows me you never listened to any of my. You're shows. naughty, Tyson. But, you're naughty. I, I will tell you, I it's it has not been for lack of um, interest. <laughs> it's certainly been more that there's just um, so many. Yeah, there's only so much time in in life listen to be able to listen to podcasts. There is, you know. there really is. I there have really is. and drive time. If you do Uber mm. or uh, you're a long haul trucker, podcasting is the medium for you to listen to. No shit, motherfucker. Yeah, because yeah, driving I would listen to shit tons of stuff. <laughs> when, when when we uh, my when my wife and I were still living in Washington, we used to uh, travel down here to Arcata, and it's about a you know it's a twelve to fourteen hour drive, and yep. And we'd put on uh, my uh, we uh, early, very early in our relationship we her we got a car stereo that plays MP3s off of a disc. Yeah. So I would make a yep. disc of Smodcast basically with Kevin Smith and Scott Moser, and we'd listen to those as we drove down, and 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 sometimes episodes of Tom Steve Dave. So yeah, that's that's kind of you know that's uh, my you know what I loved about Smodcast is my favorite. I like Kevin Smith a lot. He is a great. Um, Human? <laughs> Talker. He's a good human, yeah. Kevin Smith is a great guy, great uh, director, great writer, and great human. He supports the people that he believes in in his life long term. And um, 
the things I loved the most, though, about the early Smodcast is his way of drawing Scott Mosier. Yes. Out. Getting him, yes, getting Scott to participate. Scott Mosier talk. Who is, and Scott is a very interesting person once it gets going. And one of the fucking funniest hilarious. human beings. So funny. Fucking hilarious. And he tells and great fucking stories. He's funny without God. trying. So funny. He is just a funny person. He's, yeah. he's just telling the story the way he saw it. And it's fucking hilarious. That's what's great about Scott Mosier. Yeah. And now you don't get Scott Mosier like you used to oh, back no? in those early. Oh, no, it's too bad. Well, yeah. I haven't listened to this podcast a lot. Lately, uh, but it's becoming work and an incorporated thing and a, a machine, which I have a problem with. But you know, you know, we're he, hey, I love Kevin Smith, and I'm happy that he saw this medium we all knew could do shit, and did something with it. Yeah. And he did, whether or not people give him credit for it, some people because he got money and he can get people to listen to him. Well, fuck you. He, he's getting people to look at the concept and maybe search and open their minds to other shit. Get over it. He's I, Kevin Smith. And there are far worse human beings that one could develop a cult of personality around. Mark Marin is Mark Marin. Not everyone is going to get out of podcasting what Mark Marin got. Get over it. Todd Glass you know? Show is a great show. You ever, you ever heard the Todd Glass Show? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> See, that's the one I've, I've fallen behind on that one, but I did listen – I, I, I'm way behind on a lot of shows, but yeah, I've listened to Todd Glass's first fucking 30, 40 shows. I actually binge yeah. listened uh, to them at, uh, a long time ago, and then I'm, I got up to speed. Uh, so, like, I, I kind of actually have a habit of finding shows that I like and then binge listening. I just got into a little bit into Screams and Moans, so it's very likely that I will be um, putting Don't Quit Your Day cast into my, you know, Get this. Eventually, get this you'll run to. across the screams and moans with me in it. I, I think. <laughs> yes, I think I may have. No, 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 no. Actually, not yet. I've, she and I are lined up to talk about another one called Skin Deep, but that one we talked about was a. It was an old fucking. Um, oh, fucking Stephen King's in the movie. What the fuck is wrong with my brain? Uh, is, it, um, Booze? Is, is it creep show i think george romero directed it yeah it's nights nights on motorcycles oh what oh shit yeah oh shit wait a minute wait a minute i do seem to did was rutger hauer in this movie no no i did see some some no, preview of no, film. rutger hauer wasn't in this one what am i thinking of is it stephen stephen king nights on motorcycles the running man Gladiators on motorcycles? Hold on, hold on. Okay. Give me a moment. I'll pull I'm Googling. Furiously. No, that was Arnold Night Riders, 1981. It's got it's George Romero. Stephen King has a cameo role in it. Uh, and basically it's about a traveling medieval troop fair uh-huh. that um, they ride on motorcycles and joust. And it's got fucking... Um, Dude is fucking bald as shit now. Ed Harris. That sounds um, insane. Is it's fucking great. It's fucking so great. It's one of those movies I saw Tom in Skinny. Cinemax in 1982 in Nebraska. And it's a Tom total tease movie. You think you're going to see boobs in it because it's rated R. <laughs> There's a brief scene in the very first, like, three minutes of the movie of a woman's breasts while she's bathing in a stream. 
Rest of the movie, tease. <laughs> Total tease. But, you know, still, I remember the movie fucking hilariously and great. And we talked about it on Screams and Moans. Night yep. Riders? Night, night, night Riders. K-N-I-G-H-T-R-I-D-E-R-S. Okay. I'll keep an eye out for that. 1981. Directed by George A. Romero, my friends. Rest in peace. Uh, uh, have yourself a merry little Christmas. Hi, everyone. It's Ethan from Combat Radio. You know, every year we do an annual Christmas event for homeless children and social services where we bus in roughly 400 to 500 children and their families for what is essentially Christmas. It's presents, it's brunch, but most importantly, it's a chance to tell these kids they matter. Please help us deliver Christmas to them. Go to GoFundMe.com slash Combat-Radio-Christmas-7. All spelled out. Why? Because this is the seventh year we will be doing this very heartwarming and endearing event. Please help us help them and get involved any way you can this holiday season. Thank you. My cousin, literally my cousin, uh, got he's a producer and director, has had some shit on Lifetime and uh, had a George Romero ta- memorial tattoo put on this week. Oh, is that what you're doing? Yeah. I'm sorry. I thought you were doing same as it ever was. Same as it ever was. <laughs> Why is this jacket is so overly large? Could this be taken in a little bit? <laughs> Why such a big suit? <laughs> I have a lot of money. Did no one hire a tailor? <laughs> You'll never get that, Hunter. Sorry. <laughs> when you get older and stop making sense. <laughs> no, no, that's it's from the song. It's it's a. Uh, see, yeah, he doesn't. Yeah, oh, it's there's the video. No, I don't. You're right. Too many heads. Yeah. Uh, Too many so heads. Where, Uh, Uh, Now I want to pull it up online and play it, but it's not going to work right here. In Because it's not my show. What's it? Because it's not my show. It's not all running through my board, man. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yes. It was, uh, there was this in around 1980. I want to say 85, but that's probably not right. Uh, It was early. It was, uh, yeah. There was a uh, hundred. You there? Your your picture dropped. Yeah, I'm here. There was a uh, a concert film, I guess you could call it. That was directed by Jonathan Demon. It was uh, it was uh, the Talking Heads. Uh, are you familiar with the Talking Heads as a musical group, uh, Hunter? Yeah. So they they did this performance film basically, and it was it was uh, it was it's it's probably one of the most popular ones ever made. Uh, or and it was done very. It was the way it progressed as a show was very interesting. It doesn't it doesn't start off with just you know you're there and the people are playing. It actually builds in a way. So it's kind of it's it's oddly cinematic for something that is not inherent. In the beginning, new wave was an offshoot of punk rock, which was all three man, three piece fucking bands. But then they also threw performance art on top of it because they understood what video was. So they were big on MTV and they had a video for this song called Once in a Lifetime. And the big refrain was same as it ever was. And it had all this bizarre imagery where the dude was and it was they were the same kind of thing as Devo. 
Oh yeah. Just they were the same kind of shit as Devo, just without the plastic hats. <laughs> you know, I mean, it was just, it was just bizarre shit that would make you go, "What the fuck are they talking about?" But it would also make you think about the lyrics. Yeah. Because he was just doing weird, odd shit. <laughs> but also, as a comedian and as someone that's a smartass on multiple viewings, it's like, "What's wrong with my jacket? It's four tie sizes too big." Why couldn't I hire a tailor? I would piss off friends because I would make up new lyrics to songs before Weird Al got big. Oh, yeah. And it would piss them off. And then Weird Al took off. Everyone thought it was genius. Really fucking annoyed the shit out of me, actually. Well, yeah. But anyway, (laughs) not all of us can grow up in L.A. and have Dr. Demento. Uh, start listening to our shit. But you know, <laughs> you know his his style parodies are also quite good, though. You're like I love Weird Al. His polka parodies, uh, the shit where he will do um, some of my favorite shit of his. Uh, angry white guy polka. Oh, He'll yeah. take lyrics from '90s angry white guy songs that were huge. Yeah, yeah. And he strings them all together in a polka melody. It's fucking great and hilarious. Oh yeah, his polka melodies are some of my like favorite ones ever. Yeah. Fucking genius. They're a great band and great musicians. People do not give Weird Al the credit he deserves. Did the you? Dude's fucking brilliant. Did you ever hear his? Uh, the, I mean, the style. The style parodies are just phenomenal. Like he does one that's a that's a a dead rip style wise of a Nine Inch Nails song. It's called Germs, and it sounds exactly like Pretty Little Hate Machine era era Nine Inch Nails, and uh, it, which is it's amazing. And then he does one called Genius in France that is just like it's like seven or eight minutes long, and it's and it's if you're a Frank Zappa fan or ever were, it it, it sounds yeah. like. It, you know, it's a song basically about Jerry Lewis, more or less, but it's very obviously an homage or several homages to Frank Zappa music. So it's 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 just like you know, it's so it's so very distinctly nerdy for a very distinct set of ears. Oh, yeah, but you know? the, he's got an eleven-minute song about being stuck in the drive-through. Yeah, yeah, based on that R. <laughs> Kelly song, which was yeah, I mean, it's fucking hilarious. It, it, as fuck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that song, so the original, <laughs> the original song is so self-indulgent as it is, and it's like it's 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 and and hilarious. The 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 oh, video it's series. great because when you hear that song and you're stuck in a drive-through behind someone that's flipping out mm. on the drive-through person, I'm stuck in the drive-through, and it's like, okay, dude. I mean, totally. I'm so zen with drive-through people anymore. Ninety percent because I don't want them to spit in my food. That's a big. That's a big. Uh, yeah, huge motivator because I've worked in fast food restaurants as a teen and seen stupid things. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, so you have spit in people's fast food, haven't you? Uh, no, I haven't. Uh, nope, <clears throat> never. You? I did. But I've seen people do fucked up shit to people's food. Like in it? No. Spit in people's fries. Yeah. Like that. In their defense, the people they were doing it to were massive assholes. Mm. Both both in our high school and during the ordering process on that particular evening. Uh, but I also saw the same guy spit in cops' food. Ooh. So that particular guy was just kind of a douche. The man. Yeah. <laughs> you know, unless someone deserves maltreatment or some kind of vengeance. 
And this is also, you know, difficult to determine at times. Like who really? Yeah, extremely. Yeah, it's like it's you know. There's. I was a poor fry cook, just frying up chicken in the back, man. I mean, honestly, Popeyes ripped off my uh, spicy fried chicken sandwich concept. Because I started making them in my branch in the Brandon, Florida in the uh, mid-80s. And I would make them for me and my friends. And all of a sudden, we started selling them in the restaurant. Next thing I know, the manager has mentioned them to his corporate supervisor. Wow. The fried chicken sandwich took off because of Ed. You could say everyone was spicy chicken sandwich. Duh. Oh. Sandwich Ed, as we would highlight with a hashtag. And on that bombshell. Awesome. Sorry, I just wanted to do a Top Gear reference. Go ahead. What? Meanwhile, back on this other show. You heard it here first, Pat, folks. You heard. <laughs> tell them Bruce and Squirrel tell you to do hacky jokes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well, uh, um, Edward Snowden leaked this joke to me. <laughs> I'm convinced, you know, despite the fact that I know a couple of people that listen to this show, obviously, you know, I'm convinced that uh, we have uh, two crackheads and a crack den who smoked a pipe and who is listening to us right now loyally. Okay, so, just let me tell those gentlemen. As a loyal, I'm not a. I've never smoked the crack. Uh, <laughs> I, I I grew up in Florida in the late '80s in the Scarface era. I heard machine guns going off in mini malls in certain areas of Tampa, and uh, you know, I snorted some good f- cocaine free at parties. Never paid for it because I'm cheap, but it was good. <laughs> um, but. Never smoked a crack. But I got to say, as a loyal weed smoker, because I usually smoke alone, I use a pipe. Clean your pipe, gentlemen. That's all yeah. I got to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Uh, because let's face it, the whole crack baby epidemic thing they worried about in the 80s, which was part of the government disinformation campaign, mm-hmm. never really happened. There's statistically no further proof of brain damage or violence amongst children who were born to crack-addicted women or women who smoked crack when they gave childbirth. Which just goes to show you how the government likes to fuck with you and lie about statistics. So, what you're saying... Now, see, I was just, like, making a joke about our audience, obviously. I'm sorry, audience, you're not too crackhead. No, enjoy your crack. I I don't, you know, just... My Ed's rule of life is uh, do what you want. I don't give a fuck about what the fuck you do. As long as you don't hurt someone else, steal from other people, that stealing is part of hurting people, just in case you weren't aware. But anyway, don't hurt other people, and, you know, just fucking uh, handle your shit. Hey everyone, this is Ethan from Combat Radio. You know, one of the great literary works of art is A Christmas Carol by Charles Dickens. Now you can get A Christmas Carol done by us, Combat Radio's very own version, with their epic cast of regulars, and you can help social services while you're at it. Go to cdbaby.com, enter Combat Radio Christmas 3, 
and bam, get yourself a Christmas Carol featuring Carolyn Hennessy of True Blood, Ian Buchanan of Twin Peaks, Stuart Pankin of Curb Your Enthusiasm, and many other epic personalities. Have yourself a Christmas anytime you want it. Uh, this is one of the things I agree about Steve Jobs about. I do not agree about holistic medicine, especially when it comes to prostate cancer. What a dickhead. Uh, Steve Jobs killed himself because he didn't go get treated for what was easily treatable. He tried to be holistic about his colon cancer. Uh, people forget that about Steve Jobs. Steve Jobs was a genius, but he believed in some bullshit, which killed him ultimately. And he admitted it in the end on his own. Um, so just remember that. If you've got colon cancer, prostate cancer, go get that shit fucking treated and removed right away. Don't wait for apples to cure your fucking ass cancer. Just fucking fix it, okay? <laughs> right. So seriously. Kill, you know, but, uh, uh, you know. So what you're saying is, like, you know, as cool as, like, you know, Apple products are, it's not going to cure your ass cancer. You should just go ahead and just get that shit treated no matter what. Yeah, that's exactly what you're saying. No matter how far you shove an iPod up your ass, iPhone 7, iPhone 7S, iPhone the big version, or an iPad (laughs) Air 2, iPad with a fucking G-Force fucking... Uh, LTE connection. Uh, no matter how far you shove that product up your ass, just like Steve Jobs, that product in itself and the low frequency radiation that it puts off is not going to cure your colon cancer. Well, that about does it for the Antisocial Show. I'm Tyson Sainer, and I'm Hunter Block. Be decent to each other. Have a good time, folks. Mm-hmm.